This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Happy Friday to you. And if you're like me, you're going to be enjoying a four-day weekend. That's right, a four-day weekend, man. The Memorial Day weekend is him. And I want to say thank you all so much. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it, man. Want to give a shout out to everybody that's following into the comments, everybody that's watching around the country, around the world. Thank you so much. This is the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints player that has the most to prove this 2021 season. Now, there are so many other Saints uh, we can choose from here. There's so many other guys I feel that we can choose from, but I'm just going to go ahead and cut to the chase, man. I'm not even going to just try to set this up, okay? But there's one person <laughs> that I'm thinking about right now. Y'all have probably seen him if you looked at the profile to me. It's Marcus Davenport. Marcus Davenport, to me, has the most approved this 2021 season. If you look at Marcus Davenport coming into uh, the Saints organization back in 2018, the Saints drafting him, the Saints moving up in order to acquire – Marcus Davenport, the fact that Marcus Davenport has yet to register double-digit sacks, the fact that Marcus Davenport has yet to play a full season and only played in one uh, playoff game, if I'm not – well, I think he played in maybe two playoff games. Besides that, you know what I'm saying, and, and all the other things that he needs to work on, 
Marcus Davenport is the guy that I feel like has the most approved this 2021 season. No, I didn't set it up. I know I, I, I like to like, you know, create buzz, but I think we're all for the most part on the same page. I've seen a couple people talking about all these other guys. I've seen Jameis Winston name come up. Uh, I've seen Andrews Pete name come up, but I think that Marcus Davenport to me is the number one guy that has the most to prove this 2021 season. He has got to get it done. You know, he has got to get it done, man. And I like Marcus Davenport. I, I'm one of those guys that understand that coming from UTSA, University of Texas at San Antonio, that's a smaller school. It'll take guys a little bit of time in order for them to develop as a player in some cases. And I'm willing to look at some of the positive things that Marcus Davenport did before he actually gets to the things that we expect out of him. Like, for example, when he first got into the league, he was really good at stopping a run. Uh, he was like ranked as one of the top defensive ends when it comes to run stopping. So I'm like, OK, setting the edge, that's pretty important. We don't pay attention to that as fans because the only thing that we have uh, come to uh, realize and come to think about is when it comes to the defensive end position, if a guy's not getting to the quarterback double digit times, then we consider him as a failure. OK, so the fact that he was able to set the run was a plus. Everything else, okay, you're stopping a run, you know, technique and all that kind of stuff, getting to the quarterback uh, happened later. But what happened last year, I, I mean, he he took a step back. I remember a game in, in which uh, I want to say, I want to say uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, man, when, um, when Delvin Cook, when Delvin Cook was actually playing in that game, even though, you know, the narrative and the, and the, and the, and the top story was Alvin Kamara scoring those six touchdowns, but if you looked at that game, you seen that Delvin Cook did most of his damage in that game going and running to the left side. It got so bad that in the second half, the Saints switched Cam Jordan from the right side to the left side. And that just told me that, man, you know, Davenport, man, he really took a step back. He really took a step back, man. So he has got to improve. He has got to build on what he had earlier in his career. And they did sign his, you know, they did sign his fifth year option. They, they they picked it up, but he has got to step it up. He got to, man. It's not a coincidence that the Saints drafted Peyton Turner, a guy with his same similar size and skill set in the first round. It's not a it's not a, a coincidence that they went and from and signed Tanyo Passigno. Uh, you know, it's not a coincidence. He has got to step it up. He has got to be what we know he can be. I believe he can, man. I think that he had a few setbacks, uh, but I think that he can improve, and I think he can become a, a much better player. So, I mean, this is his last chance, man, before he, you know, he gets that deal. Um, you know, th this is the opportunity for him to, you know, put put up a really good performance this season and get that contract you know if not then he's probably going to be one of those guys that you know be like you know the, the best that never was or anything like that so hopefully he can get it done uh but uh feel free to comment man who you feel is going to be the guy that that you want to see uh you know show the most improvement this 2021 season so i want to give a special shout out to uh the last natty standing who was first lewis trevi brian chanel uh, GDM, uh, Dada is here, uh, Kareem, my big brother EJ in the building, uh, Robert, 
uh, so many others. Thank you all so much for being a part of the State of Saints podcast. We're going to start with Ricky. Ricky says, yep, I agree. Davenport has to show up this year. Yeah, he definitely has to show up. Uh, Pixic Blog World, which is also my brother's podcast, shouts out to EJ, says, I'm interested to see what the rookie uh, the Saints got in the draft from Houston. Uh, how much field will he get, I wonder. Uh, I think he's going to get quite a few plays. I mean, you don't draft a guy in the first round and don't expect for him to go out here and make some make some noise, okay? I think that you're going to see a huge uh, portion of him, especially if uh, any of history uh, shows itself once again. I mean, we know that Davenport is a guy that the Saints consider as a starter, but we know that, you know, he always starts the season off rather coming off a, a surgery or dealing with an injury from last season. So he has a strong possibility of playing. I can tell you that right now. I believe OTA started last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they started on the 25th, uh, May 25th, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, they, they started on 25th of May. I think it was earlier this week uh, is when OTA started. John Doe says, Davenport, definitely. I would say Jameis for other reasons. Traquan Smith for show sure, a drunk roll. Cam Jordan, uh, he had a uh, Trey eating it up on one side, and he still wasn't super effective. I disagree with the whole fact that he wasn't effective. He wasn't effective the way that we we wanted him to be effective, but he definitely was effective. You know, the fact that he was getting double teamed, it, it, it calls for guys like uh, Trey Hendrickson to win his one-on-ones. Uh, the, the reason why uh, Trey, Hendrick, Trey Hendrickson was so effective was because of Cam Jordan. Uh, J- Cam Jordan was being effective because guys were looking at him and, and he was demanding the double team. Uh, as far as Traquan Smith, I think Traquan Smith showed flashes and he got a lot of people off his back uh, this past season. I, I know going into, uh, you know, going into the 2020 season, Traquan Smith was on the lips of a lot of Saints fans. You know, people were like, man, Traquan Smith, he ain't it. He ain't it. He need to step up. Traquan Smith did a good job last season. Traquan Smith, uh, I, I've yet to hear anybody really talk about Traquan Smith in a negative light this season. So that tells me right there that he did show improvement so I, I wouldn't put him on the list I think that Traquan Smith is going to be much better because the things that he does well he's going to be able to uh he's going to be able to show uh but I, I just think that with Cam Jordan yeah you can say that uh he had a down season when it comes to the sacks yeah you can you can point to his age uh, him being about 31 years old and yeah you can say that oh he played a lot of football a lot of snaps over 90 percent of the snaps uh each season he's played uh but he never missed the game so that's a not that's a lot of snaps but um cam jordan is, is definitely effective in the saints uniform he may not be as effective as we've seen him in years past getting to the quarterback but he still has he still has the respect of his peers uh so much respect that they feel like he needs to be double teamed if you're enjoying the state of the saints podcast you enjoy the podcast Go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up. Uh, let, let everybody know how much you're enjoying the podcast. I would really do appreciate that. If you're new to the podcast, go ahead and hit that subscription button. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell for notifications. Uh, would love to see the State of the Saints podcast grow. And um, also, we have shirts available. Uh, Shouts out to uh, Sanchez and uh, Robert, uh, my big brother EJ. Uh, you know, purchased shirts this week. Uh, just mailed those off. I, as a matter of fact, um, I just got back from the post office uh, mailing off some uh, some T-shirts, man. So thank everybody, man. Shouts out to Tyra who hit me up, told me she received her T-shirt. And 
so many others, man, have been supporting the State of the Saints podcast, supporting the growth of the podcast. I appreciate that. Uh, big things coming up. Uh, you know, a lot of great interviews in the past uh, and is going to continue today, uh, this evening. Uh, I, I have opportunity to be uh, sit down and interview um, from ESPN, Stan Verrett. Uh, New Orleans native. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of you know Stan Verrett is Stan Verrett from ESPN Sports Center. Uh, he'll he'll be on the show this evening. So looking forward to talking to him. Man, great great individual, great person. You know, I had opportunity to talk to him, like getting ready for the interview. And um, man, I tell you, man, that guy got me fired up and really gave me a lot of advice and what I want to do as far as a broadcaster and a podcaster and all that kind of stuff. So. He really uh, dropped some jewels, man. Gave gave your boy Ted talk, and, you know, I appreciate it. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to sitting down with Mr. Stan Barrett uh, this evening. And um, as soon as that interview comes out, you know, I'll make sure that I post it for you all. Once again, Stan Barrett on the show on the State of the Saints podcast, man. Continuing the line of uh, great interviews that we've had uh, here on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, Inevitable says, uh, what up, TJ and all the Saints peeps? Hey, what's going on, Inevitable? Appreciate you stopping by. Thank you. Uh, stroll down a little bit. Debo says Davenport and Pete need to go. Um, I don't know about them needing to go. I think they need to step up their game a little bit. But uh, when when it comes to Andrews Pete, I think Andrews Pete probably going to play much better this season because I, I just feel like we're going to be seeing the Saints run the football a lot more than we, we did in years past because, you know, Sean Payton – uh, is on a uh, on a I want to say a loyalty system, right? So things that he can, you know, he feel like he can count on. And at for 15 years, he felt like he can count on Drew Brees, right? So the ball was always in Drew Brees' hands. Even though Jameis has come in here and he got a, a lot of uh, skills and ability and stuff like that, if I'm a betting man and I'm I'm thinking about who does Sean Payton trust the most. I'm going to say Alvin Kamara. So Alvin Kamara to me is probably going to be the guy that Sean Payton leans on a little bit more. So with that, that means that he's going to be running the ball a lot more. And that plays into the strength of Andrews Pete. Andrews Pete is a really good run blocker. And I know people don't pay attention to that because, you know, we only look at it when it comes to pass protection and we only pay attention to offensive linemen when they're doing something wrong nine times out of 10. We don't talk about how great of blockers these guys are when they're doing a good job we only pay attention to the things that stand out. But Andrews Pete is a really good run blocker. He's always been a really good run blocker. And I expect the Saints to run the football quite a bit, especially since you have young quarterbacks in the system and that you're trying to establish some type of rapport with them. The best friend of a young quarterback or a quarterback new to a system is a really good running game and really good defense. So I think that Andrews Pete, who is a really good run blocker, probably going to be playing much better. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Okay. I mean, you expect more out of him, him emerging, uh, becoming that leader in the secondary. I can understand that him being dialed in more focused. Uh, I, I do agree with that. No doubt about that. Anna says Davenport can't stay healthy. Yeah. That that's one issue that, that has always plagued Marcus Davenport since he's gotten into the league has always been those nagging injuries, uh, that, that kept him out of the game. And I don't know, man. Um, uh, I don't know if it's affecting his confidence in the way that he plays or what, but I know sometimes when you have a tendency of continuously getting hurt, uh, you know, that becomes uh, something that, that 
you know, goes into the back of your mind, gets into your subconscious, make you believe, uh, you know, oh, man, I can't do this. Or I'm going to end up getting hurt because the last time I did this, I got hurt. But, I mean, you got to play free. And um, I, I look at Marcus Davenport, even when I looked at uh, Jared Cook last season, man, I don't – I looked at two guys that wasn't playing free. I looked at two guys that were kind of tiptoeing through the tulips, if you will. You know, like I, I just feel like they were just – you know, walking on eggshells, a little bit nervous. Um, you can't play like that. Like if you if you play like that, you're going to end up getting hurt regardless. Um, I, I just feel, I just feel like um, there was something missing, and hopefully he can find that uh, this season because I mean, time is running out. I mean, yeah, he's still young, and if he doesn't pan out with the Saints, yes, I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll get other opportunities with other teams. I mean, he has a lot of upside, but. At the end of the day, like, why even put yourself in that position to be behind the eight ball when you can go out here and you can play extremely well and get yourself paid just like a Trey Hendrickson did, right? You know what I'm saying? Just like Shaq Barrett did when he went from Denver to uh, to the Buccaneers. I mean, you, you want to go out there and put your best foot forward, right? So teams can invest in you. And even if it's not the team that, that drafted you, it can be somewhere else that, that feels like you're worth the investment. This is this is his moment, you know, because if he doesn't go out here and play well, then he's probably not going to get as much money as, as he should you know, or he feels like he needs to get. So why do that to yourself? Like go out there and put your best foot forward, uh, show the world that you are worth the price of admission, if you will, and um, do your thing. And, and it shouldn't be an issue. Inevitable says, I remember the game in Minnesota. We won 30 to 20 a couple of years ago. Davenport dominated that contest inevitable i definitely agree with that i think it was week eight back in 2018 uh he definitely was all over the field but inevitable uh that was the game um you know he ended up hurting himself right i think he ended up uh sacking Kirk cousins and that's where he ended up having to get surgery if i'm not mistaken um he, he definitely showed flashes man like i think another game that stands out inevitable is when they played against uh at the time they were known as the redskins um, you know, when Alex Smith was out there, that's when Drew Brees, uh, you know, uh, had the all time leading uh, passing yard record when he threw the ball to Traquan Smith. Um, you know, he was all over the field in that game. I can remember him like knocking uh, Alex Smith all over the place. But like I said, just something seems to have happened, uh, you know, last year. It's like he took a step back. Even the things that he did well, he was lacking. You know, I don't understand it, but I think he's going to get it together. I just think that it's a it's a psychological thing, man. You know, when you start to get hurt or things start to happen in your career that that are not positive, it messes with you psychologically. And I feel like that's one of the things he was going through. So hopefully he can, you know, in my opinion, get out of his own way and just play free, man. And don't worry about, you know, the issues or what's, what could possibly happen. Just go out there and play your game. And I think you'll be just fine. I think Andrews Pete must have a breakout year. Uh, I just think that running a football, it plays into Andrews Pete's strength. Um, Andrews Pete, I, I seen some levels of improvement, you know, last season or whatever. You know, I, I look, like I said, man, we only look at, we only look at the, the negative things when it comes to the offensive lineman, you know, and sometimes like when we have this narrative in our mind about a guy, uh, we don't look and pay attention to their improvements because we're only focused on what that person did negatively. Like, for example, um, 
I want to say, man, shouts out to Jamal. Like me and him was having a like a conversation on a show, and he was talking about um, I want to say a couple of shows back, and he was talking about uh Marcus Williams being a you know a better tackler. Okay, and I said that he was a better tackler, and and he said I don't think so. But if you look at the numbers and you look at the way that he's playing, like you'll see like some improvements. But the thing about it is, like I said, if we have a thought in our mind about a person, it's kind of hard for us to change our mind about them, even if they are improving as a player. It's rather we don't believe the hype or we're not paying attention to that improvement because, like I said, we we just like, oh, man, he did this. and But Andrews Pete, one thing that he did, and I, I have to say, and I have to have – I got a lot of respect for him in this regard. When he was getting tossed around and slapped around a little bit in that Minnesota Vikings wild card game, he went out in the offseason and lost 30 pounds, right? And he slimmed down and he got a little bit more stronger, you know, and he was able to play a little bit more light-footed. Now, he did end up getting hurt and getting injured, and and throughout the entire season, he was dealing with that injury. So take that for what it is. You can say it was an excuse or whatever, or I'm just tired of Andrews, but when it comes to the running game, I've seen Andrews Pete maul a guy. You know what I'm saying? Maul guys. When it comes to, like, pass protection, I've I seen, like, him, you know, kind of struggle a little bit. Because now the narrative is if you put your best pass rusher and you put him, like, in front of Andrews Pete, you'll win that matchup. But when it comes to, like, run blocking, like, he's really, really good. And he's improved as a run blocker. Pass protection uh, needs a little bit of work but I can respect the fact that he decided to slim down and try to get into the best shape of his life going into the 2020 season. So there were little improvements that he can make. But like I said, when you go from, you know, being in college, uh, playing a pro style offense, of course, your, your coach uh, ran a pro style offense, but the most of the, most of the time you actually run in a football. I mean, you have to keep in mind when Andrews Pete was in college, this is when Christian McCaffrey was still at Stanford. So he was running the football the whole lot, right? And he was a left tackle, and he was really good at run blocking. That's that's mostly what was the, that's how Stanford bread was buttered. So when I when I look at Andrews Pete, I mean what he does well is run blocking. So the Saints probably leaning a lot more on Alvin Kamara. I think Andrews Pete is going to look better. You know, because they're going to be running the football a little bit more. Now, I mean, look, that, that's just my opinion. I don't know if they're going to be running the football more or not. But if I'm a betting man, I, I would think they would try to run the football a little bit more. Availability is everything. Absolutely. Um, if you're not available, team team members can't count on you. Organizations can't count on you. Uh, we as fans can't count on you. So definitely got to be available. P.J. Williams got to prove uh, he's better than a one-year deal, has more downs than ups. Um, I don't know about that. You know, I don't know about that from an organization standpoint. Uh, P.J. Williams plays tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he plays tough. Like, I, I, look, I don't think that P.J. Williams goes out there and he just phones it in. Like, I, I, he's a guy that's extremely confident. He believes in himself. I just think that when you put him on the outside, he's susceptible to get beat. But when it comes to like tackling, if I if if I'm looking around the secondary and I'm looking at some of the top guys that's the best tacklers in the secondary, PJ Williams falls in that category. He's a really good tackler. He just struggles when it comes to him being on the outside. You line him up at, at safety, which I feel like he can save and resurrect his career if he plays safety uh the majority of the time and also playing a nickel. 
when the Saints uh, put him more as a safety role and also in a nickel, he's above. He's a little bit above average, you know, in comparison to what he is on the outside. So um, once again, you know, I think that we need to separate the two. P.J. Williams on the outside is not very good. I mean, bombs away, if you will. Uh, P.J. Williams on the inside, a little bit better. So I just think that he's one of those guys you have to put him in the right position in order for him to perform uh, perform well. Him being in the nickel, uh, him playing safety uh, is a good spot for him because he's not the fastest corner in the world, but he's a little bit more physical than most. So and there, there's a spot and there's a place for P.J. Williams. It's just not on the outside. We got to bring the black pants uh, with the gold uh, stripe back. Uh, Brian, I, I look, I think that to me, I think that Sean Payton is trying to create a, a more of a positive narrative about Saints football. Uh, when you think about some of those type of uh, uniform dynamics, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of associated with losing if you if you want to be real. You know, I think that Sean Payton uh i don't think he likes to even like the black the black jersey with the gold pants dynamic if you notice they trying to get rid of that um it, it seems like you know with the white the white jersey and the white pants that's that's becoming like a little bit more of a of a thing uh the color rush jerseys who i feel like got the best they got the best color rush jerseys in the nfl and also that black on black so i think that's what they trying to go with um me personally, I think they need to change up and, you know, do different variations of that. Like even go with like a black helmet or something like that, you know, like do something like do something different. You know, I mean, they got a contract with Nike, so pretty sure Nike would come up with different concepts. But I just think that Sean Payton is a very superstitious guy. He's very meticulous. And um, I think that he, he doesn't want those type of uniform dynamics because, I mean, when people think about it, it was during the time when the Saints weren't very good. Josh says, please tell me we ain't going to be dumb enough to put uh, the team on AK's back again. Um, I, I won't I won't say they not going to put it on his back, but I can think of worse things to possibly happen. You know, like putting the putting the team on Alvin Kamara's back, uh, really counting on him to step up as a as a leader and as a player. I can think of worse things. Uh, but I, I do feel like the Saints are probably going to run their offense, uh, you know, through Alvin Kamara as as uh, Jameis or as Taysom develops as a quarterback. I mean, that that's that's most of the time that's what teams do. You know, if, if they have like a young if they have a young quarterback, they'll probably get like a veteran running back or they'll get themselves a veteran receiver, something that a quarterback can count on. So. I do feel like they'll run it for a while until like Jameis or Taysom develop as a quarterback in the same system. Have we learned nothing from history? What what exactly what history are we talking about here, Josh? Davenport, yeah, Davenport to you is has the most approved. I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh it took Cam three to four years to get it right. So hopefully he gets it right, TJ. Yeah, I mean. People think that Cam Jordan just started out being a world beater, but no, he wasn't. I don't think I don't even think Cam Jordan had a sack in his rookie season. If I'm not, if he did, it was maybe one sack. Marcus Davenport says y'all got to pay me whether I get 20 sacks or no sacks. Yeah, that's true. You do have to pay you, but here's the thing: you know, if you go out there and you lay an egg, we don't have to pay you as much 
as you would if you was to have a really dominant season. Andrews P can play the whole line. That's why he's valuable. Yeah, I mean, he's a really smart guy too, man. I mean, he got a Stanford degree for God's sakes. I'm on a mission from God. <laughs> Shouts out to Rudy, man. Uh, Bond needs to show us something or he's another wasted pick. Yeah, um, I think I think uh, we're probably going to see something out of him this year. Uh, with the fact that everything is starting to slowly come back, you know, as the, as the pandemic uh, slowly starts to dwindle off and people start to get out and about and, you know, they start to like lax up on some of these restrictions that they had as far as, uh, you know, players only can come to this and can't come to that. Uh, I think that is beneficial. Um, I think it hurt a lot of rookies, um, especially like when you go to a team that is, uh, has like a certain structure, um, you know, not being around the team, not being able to work with your coaches hands on. I think it hurts got hurt guys like Zach Vaughn. And that's one of the reasons why I feel like he wasn't one of those guys that can hit the field. Uh, so looking at him this year, having one year under his belt, understanding his teammates, uh, having opportunity to go there and work with his coaches in the offseason, taking a part in some of these offseason off activities, it'll be beneficial to Zach Bond. But, I mean, this is also a year to see what we actually have in him. So, I, I look, me personally – um, I'm not judging Zach Bourne on last season, which I I, look, I can completely understand, uh, you know, why he probably would have, you know, not looked as promising as he would if he was to come in with a full offseason activity. So I understand that. But coming into this season, now that things are lax, now that you got a whole year un, un, under your belt, uh, you need to show like some type of promise. And I'm not talking about on special teams. PJ is better at safety. Yeah, he is. He's definitely better at safety than anything else. It ain't Pete's fault we drafted him and then paid him handsomely. Uh, but he's getting paid like a top, top guard, so the expectations are high. Yeah, uh, but this is the thing. What people aren't understanding. Um, I understand why the Saints paid him. And it, it, for the same reason I've been talking about for the last 30 minutes when it comes to Andrews Pete. Uh, the Saints realized that Drew Brees was on the way out. And the fact is, you know, when the Saints had Drew Brees, they were throwing the football all over the place. And they they know that whatever court, quarterback they come in is going to be young, inexperienced in the Saints system, and they're going to have to rely on the running game. I mean, it's, it's going to have to have a balanced attack in order for your quarterback to develop. And Andrews Pete is an above average a uh, borderline elite run blocker i mean it is it's, it's a fact you know like you look at his numbers like uh, you know being a run blocker versus being pass protection i mean it's like i mean he's like leaps and bounds above the rest when it comes to run block and the saints know that they were going to have to rely on guys like murray and camaro and andrews pete being there as a guard can be beneficial so i'm not surprised that they paid him and, you know, I think the Saints were looking at that, and they knew. Like, okay, man, look, we bringing a new quarterback in here. We got to run the football. You know, Andrews is a really good run blocker. We're going to sign him back. That's the reason why, man. I mean, this wasn't a, this wasn't a you know, one-year, two-year plan. This was something that the Saints thought about, and they knew that they had to do. So 
not mad at it at all. It makes sense. And, you know, when you think about it, where is everybody? I know more people on here. Y'all know the drill. Uh, man, look, I, I know mo- what time it is. It's like 11 o'clock a.m. Um, as I'm recording this. So and some people probably at work. And also, man, it's Memorial Day weekend. Some people probably all chilling, having a good time. But they'll get around to catching the show, I'm sure. Yo, TJ, if Lattimore played every receiver like they they Mike Evans, no quarterback would think of even going to his side. Yeah, that's true. And that's this one thing about Lattimore. You just got to continue to stay motivated. Him staying motivated for 60 minutes is an issue. I say Davenport and Pete has the most approved this year because if they don't produce, they're more than likely to be cut. I don't know if Peter get cut, probably traded. Davenport uh, probably just won't get re-signed. I mean, after this year, he, you know, if the Saints don't sign him, he'll be, a, or they don't put a franchise tag on him, he can be an unrestricted free agent. Y'all spread the word, let everybody know we on. Well, I appreciate that, Jerry, but, you know, it's no big deal, man. I mean, as long as everybody that's here is, is enjoying themselves and having a good time. Uh, yeah, man, let's revamp the uni. Color Rush jerseys uh, should be our away jerseys with the, uh vintage gold uh white with black pants uh vintage black for home jerseys with the black or vintage gold pants yeah i think they need to change it up just a little bit you know come up with some different concepts but i mean people like new uniforms man uniforms are, are recruiting tools man to some of these colleges and stuff like that man you think it's a coincidence like your favorite college and stuff like that coming up with these uniforms that you ain't never seen before I mean, Oregon, uh, back in the day, man, they kind of changed that, that dynamic, right? We know about the Oregon Ducks, man, having all these different uh, color variations and different types of uniforms, and that was a huge recruiting tool for them when Chip Kelly was there. So a lot of these teams kind of follow suit. You know, that's the reason why some of these classic teams like Texas A&M and Oklahoma and schools like that, you know, changing up those uniforms because they're trying to become appealing uh, to some of the younger uh, generation, you know what I'm saying? Style, you know what I'm saying? What they say, you look good, you know, you play good, right? So, you know, I think they, they need to kind of change it up a little bit. And I ain't talking about how, you know, the Falcons got them FUBU jerseys they rocking, you know what I'm saying, where they come up with red and then it fade down to the black. Nah, that ain't that ain't what that is, bro. I don't know, I don't know what they were thinking about with that, but like something that's, uh, you know, that's creative, something creative. Last year, it was Traquan Smith. This year is Davenport. The only reason why his name is magnified is because what the Saints gave up for him. But if he was a fifth round, different story. I mean, chemo, that's true. I mean, the higher of a pick you are, uh, the bigger uh, the profile is. Uh, you know, people expect you know certain things from you. The higher the pick, the higher the expectation. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, right? You know, guy being a first pick overall. Uh, you know, t- uh, picked in the top five. You know, that, that's the reason why, you know, we get mad when the guy don't pan out. You know, I mean, it, 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 as unfair as it is, that's just the way things work. The history is that AK ain't built to take all them hits that it takes to be a workhorse back. We've seen this in the past. His skills will start diminishing after four or five games in that position. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if that would be true or not. You know, I don't. I think he's an area down back. You know, he proved that he can run between the tackles. He can catch out of the backfield. He's just a new age running back. And and Josh, I'm, when I say run your offense through 
Alvin, that don't necessarily mean, oh, hand the ball off to him 20, 30, 40 times up the middle. No, I mean, when you think about, you know, Alvin Kamara, when I say he gets about 20, 25 touches, you know, that can be like 10 rushes, 10 catches. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's still like it, it. It's not like how it was in the old days. Right. When I don't know when when Gail Sayers was playing or, or Eric Dickerson was playing like guys getting 40 carries right up the middle, you know, like carries are a little bit different. Right. Because. They, they don't look at carries like, OK, I'm handing you off the ball 20 times. They look at it like I threw the ball to you 10. You ran up the middle or uh, I handed it off to you 10 or 12 times. So, you know, that, that's the way they look at it. When I say run the offense through Alvin, that can consist of screen plays. I mean, when you run in screens, that's still guys like Andrews Pete blocking for you. You know what I'm saying? When a running back has the ball. When I say stuff like, you know, you know, wheel routes and stuff like that, or, you know what I'm saying, like a halfback tosses, like that's still, uh, you know, Andrews Pete getting his big self out there, being, a, you know what I'm saying, getting ahead of Alvin Kamara to, you know, to knock out the first wave before he can get to that second level. So when I say run the offense through Alvin, I mean, there's, there's different variations of that. It's not like when I say run the offense through Eric Dickerson or run the offense through Adrian Peterson. Like, you know, you ain't about to get those guys to catch no ball out in no backfield. You about to hand these boys off and it's about to be three yards in a cloud of dust, you know, more, more times than not. You know, so that, that's what I mean by running it through him. Not so much about him uh, being a workhorse and, and driving them down to the ground. Like, no, nah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, featuring him a lot more in different variations and different in, in different ways. So that's that's what I mean. You know, like you got to rely on his, his skill set and his ability to uh, do some of those things that you know that he was doing with drew but putting the ball in his hands a little bit more more so than not as well as latavius murray not just him because the same we know the saints they they always have a two or three running back set so yeah roger thank you very much for five dollars says uh what up tj what did i miss uh we're just talking about who has the most approved this 2021 season what saints player has the most approved that's what we're talking about uh tim thank you very much for the five dollars says not gonna lie the best part about drew leaving i think our running backs will finally get a thousand yards good to see you again tj tim thank you so much i appreciate that man uh shouts out to you out there in canada um thank you so much for stopping by man been a long time man i'm glad you're doing okay uh, i would like to see zach Barnes step up a little more and hope the saints could bring back uh quan alexander also well quan alexander looking good on on film you know, he's working now. Look like he's getting a little bit more explosive. I'm more just concerned about this guy's health more so than him, like, re-signing with anybody. And Achilles injury can really set you back. And it's something that takes some time to heal. Would love to see Quine Alexander back in the Saints uniform at the right price. Uh, I do feel like uh, the Saints have a strong chance of getting him back because even though he's an extremely talented player, he has that history of being injured. And teams, uh, you know, they got, you know, they looking at these guys and they are very, very skeptical about signing guys that have injury history. Empty minded gaming. Thank you so much for being a supporter. Says who that found? What's up? What did I miss? Yeah. Just talking about who has the most to prove. Um, I heard LeVar Ayrton say when he was uh, getting college offers, first thing he looked for uh, was the uniforms. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, he, he definitely didn't look hard enough, especially you going to uh, Penn State. About the plainest uniforms that you're gonna find, right? 
<laughs> but I understand, man, at this time, uh, Penn State uh, with Joe Pye, uh, you know, they were known as linebacker you. So uh, he definitely uh, had a way of uh, developing those linebackers. So I can understand why he went to Penn State. But uh, uniforms is all the way, man. It is, you know, like I understand like we we, we in the SEC, we're SEC fans. LSU don't really change their uniform, haven't really changed their uniforms over the years. Alabama. But for the most part, like these other schools, I mean, they're changing their uniforms and, and it's helping them uh, when it comes to recruiting because kids, you know, they, they love those different variations going out there with those combat uniforms. It, it's a good recruiting tool. Outside of Marquez Callaway, what other young wide receivers do you see making a breakout? Uh, Deontay Harris is, is the guy that I feel like is going to have a breakout season. Uh, I think that we look at Deontay Harris as a good player, but when it comes to special teams, I'm talking about him as a receiver. He's an extremely explosive player, and when he put the ball in his hand, he, he has a way of uh, making magic. My, my only concern about him is he's so small, man, he's susceptible to injury. But he, he's a guy that I'm really looking forward to as a receiver. You see what I said, AK's history as a workhorse back isn't great. Um I don't think that he will – I don't think he'll ever be a workhorse back. Um, but I do think that they can run his, the offense through – I think they they can run the offense through him in different other, in other ways besides him just handing the ball off a million times. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I definitely agree he shouldn't be like a workhorse back because he do too many great things, you know, and I don't think you should be wearing him down uh, as, as just a, you know, just a solid downhill runner. Uh, I know, but they must have uh, watching and waiting because they snatched him up quick. I don't know exactly who we're talking about here, Pammy. I'm sorry. I don't know what y'all talking about. I guess I caught the conversation a little late. Uh, since we're uh, mentioning uniforms, what about having a gold Saints jersey on game day? Uh, I know the team wore a gold jersey once in 2002. Lots of people didn't like them. But what about trying out gold jerseys again? Look, I just think that uh, Louisiana, uh, New Orleans, uh, Gulf Coast region, we're, we're just a bunch of traditionalists, man. Like, we, we, our, our saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this isn't anything I don't know about, man. I mean, look, I know I stay in South Carolina now, uh, live in Myrtle Beach, but look, I'm New Orleans through and through. Uh, it, ain't, it ain't nothing you can't tell me about the city of New Orleans. Like, that's my hometown. And I know it's loaded with traditionalists, people that don't like the change at all. All right. They, they like that same status quo type thing going uh, anything that looks different, remotely different, resembles change, resembles different. They got a problem with it. Uh, I just think that sometimes you have to just go out there, be bold enough to change it and just live with the outcome. And people will come around. Uh, it's just what it is. Uh, do I feel like they need to get a gold jersey? Not really a big fan of it, but, you know, not me personally. I'm not a fan of it because, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't like it. Not because I don't feel like, you know, I don't like change because I like their white color rush jerseys. But if they decide to come out with a gold jersey, I, I mean, I wouldn't have no problem with it. Yeah, you just got to live with it. Keep it moving. And, uh, you know, just stay you know, just just keep it just keep it going. You know, like okay, people will come around and oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's kind of how it was, man. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of like you know if a, if your favorite rapper come out with a different style, well, I don't like that. Eventually, they start keep playing it on the radio, 
you're going to be having it on your, on your playlist. That's just how it works. So I just say if you do it, just go out there and be bold. Uh, Tim says, not going to lie, the best part about Drew leaving. Oh, I really think I read that. Oh, but Tim, thank you so much, man. Thank Glad to have you back, man. Tim also said, yeah, all se- season been dry. Uh, just been working out, uh, getting my film tape ready for Sean Payton to draft me as a six-string tight end. If Tebow can can do it, so can I. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, Tebow giving a lot of people hope, man. But yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I've been uh, working out myself, man, just trying to stay in shape, uh, you know, just all season and stuff like that, man. Just trying to, you know, just stay healthy and stuff, man. But I'm, I'm glad to see you back and, you know, appreciate you stopping by. Roderick, thank you very much for $5. Says, I think everyone's sleeping on Lil Jordan Humphreys. Uh, I don't think anybody's sleeping on Lil Jordan Humphreys, but I, I must admit, like, he's not a guy that a lot of people think about when they think about the wide receiver room. And they definitely not thinking about him uh, changing the dynamic or changing uh, the way you look at Saints football when it comes to the wide receiver position. But he is a very good blocker as a receiver, and he's a big body guy. So, yeah definitely feel like he can do some damage Jawan johnson and lil jordan humphreys are good potential sleepers uh i would say Jawan johnson more so than lil jordan humphreys though no disrespect to lil jordan but i just think Jawan johnson uh has more of an upside could be wrong though no worries tj i understand i'm just used to a lot of people being on here no sweat uh yeah i, I think it's probably the time and the day you know it's friday <laughs> it is a you know memorial day weekend you know people probably you know traveling or you know enjoying their day but they'll you know they'll catch it later you know i mean i normally you know i guess like on, on normal days i really don't uh start doing shows to like around the afternoon time like around one or two eastern time so that's probably one of the reasons too you know i'm not one of those people that be like okay tune in at this time because I can't commit to that. <laughs> I wish I could tell people like, okay, man, tune in at this time. That's when I'm going to go on. But yeah, that's just not going to happen. You know, I, I, I have so many things to do, you know, different projects I got to work on, individuals I probably set up interviews with that I need to, you know, I have to talk to obligations with the radio station. So I wish I could. Then I think people are like, okay, he going to come on at this time. But but the fact that, you know, I, I just take it like, okay, the times that I do come on and I'm seeing the same individuals that come in, like that that's love right there, you know, and I appreciate that. DeWine says AK can easily go for 1,000 1, and 1,000. He can be a workhorse, the man 215. Yeah, uh, he just don't need to be that type of running back. Uh, I think he can be, but, I mean, he's just so talented. Why, like, why waste him, like, just having to run between the tackles? best saints uniform combination outside the color rushes the black jersey and gold pants they rarely choose it anymore though yeah they really don't they they really don't joan johnson needs to play tight end marcus davenport better show up this season it ain't about just showing up it's about playing <laughs> balling out like anybody can show up but show out when you get there Ricky says, I would like to see the black helmet when uh, they wear all black uniform. Yeah, that'd be tight. Uh, how do you uh, like Quan Baker? Uh, chances of making the roster. He uh, has acceleration after the catch. 
yeah, I think that he's something that the Saints been missing for a while. Uh, he could be that. He can be that move the chains in a slot type receiver. I mean, he, he talked about uh, how he would love to play in a slot, and I think that's something that the Saints have been missing uh, for for some years now, since like Willie Sneed was here. Uh, the Saints need that one slot receiver that is not afraid to go on them suicide missions, if you will, to go out there, you know, get that ball and and fight for them yards and get that first down and keep them chains moving. I think he can be that. And not to mention, um, with the wide receiver screens, I've seen a lot of the plays that 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 were designed for him was over uh, was in the red zone too. So uh, I think that he has a strong chance of making the team especially playing in the slot the majority of his uh, college career. I hope Taysom uh, should stay in his role with minor adjustments. We'll see. Uh, Saints State uh, fans, what's up? Hey, what's going on, man? Thank you for stopping by JDW Sports Talk Show. Appreciate it, man. Off topic, but I just graduated from Norfolk State University. Shout out to all the 2021 graduates and HBCUs. Yeah, Key, uh, man, congratulations to you, man. Shouts out to you. Congratulations, uh, uh, Norfolk uh, State University. Uh, I know they just uh, got Dawson Odoms out there, former Southern University coach. Uh, he's he's going to be coaching a football team. But uh, congratulations to you, man, out there in Virginia and all my HBCU graduates, all my class of 2021 graduates out there. Congratulations to you. This is y'all year. Um, if you're graduating from college, you know, go out there and take on the world uh don't take no for an answer you know knock on that door of opportunity if nobody answers knock a little louder and if they still don't answer kick that door in man don't be denied success and for all my high school graduates out there class of 2021 uh look you know go out there and you know whatever college that you choose to go to or rather you decide to go to military or the workforce just put your best foot forward man and uh you know, things might, you know, start off a little hard, complicated, but don't ever stop dreaming. Don't ever stop believing in yourself. Don't ever uh, lose sight of the goal. Uh, there's so many distractions out there, especially being a young kid. Uh, but uh, just stay focused on what you, you know, what you want to do. And there's always going to be people that are not going to see things the way you see them. Um, but just stay focused uh, and stay hungry. Uh, Shouts out to you. Uh, you know, keep keep moving forward. I want those gold jerseys back. <laughs> I mean, I, I think if you know if they if if you get enough uh, traction, I think you might see them. Uh, big props to you. Good luck on your journey. Yeah, man. Shouts out to you, Key. I want to see what Peyton Turner is capable of with the D line this year. Um, me too. I hope he does a really good job. No, the best jerseys are the white jerseys with the black pants. Uh, with the gold uh, stripe, I'm going down the pants. Ricky Williams really looked good in those uniforms <laughs> when he played. <laughs> uh, Sarah says, uh, Thomas better show up this season uh, way stronger. I think he will, man. Look, it was just one year. I mean, this man, what, played, what, four seasons or five seasons with the Saints? Four of them he was beasting. One season he get hurt. I can live with that. I can live with that. One free agent pickup that's realistic. Um, Richard Sherman, um, Golden Tate, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody like that. <laughs> KJ Wright, maybe. Guys like that. Uh, Saints are receivers scared to uh, get uh, near us, punks. 
them suicide missions. <laughs> Look, I don't think so, man. They got some tough, they got some tough receivers on the Saints team. Coldest unit combo was the first ever color rush uh back during the Haslett era. Black jerseys with the gold pants and white bars, gold pants with the black and white stripe. Um, I, I still think the white color rush jerseys they got out right now are the best jerseys in football, you know, in NFL, like best color rush jerseys. As much as the Saints give me nightmares, I still love this podcast. Just the energy that you and your community gives off is amazing. I appreciate that. You know, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, I just love doing this podcast. You know, I love uh, getting behind this mic and talking to you all and talking Saints football. And and we we turned this podcast into a legitimate thing. You know, there's still some individuals probably never check out the podcast, you know, that we're trying to uh, reach out to. But we're a very interactive podcast, man. And we're, we're, we're a podcast that call it like it is. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're a testament to the show, man. Like, you can still be authentic and real and be expressive and you still can grow, you know. So I know there's there's podcasts out there that, that people feel like, you know, you got to be on some shock value type stuff. You got to channel, your, you know, your Skip Bayless or, or your Stephen A. Smith in order to make it. But you don't have to have that type of uh message you know you don't have to go out here and just throw everybody under the bus to make it uh you can have a strong opinion and and also stay true to yourself you know for all my podcasters out there you can stay true to yourself um you don't have to go out here and sell yourself short and and don't know or you know don't like what you see in a mirror you know you can still be authentic and real and and genuine and caring and humble and uh still you know make a run at it so just remember that, you know. TJ, don't stop believing. Oh, what? Who are you, Journey? Now, <laughs> I ain't. I don't think I said don't don't stop believing. I don't think I said that. But uh, yeah, I be mean, that's true. Don't stop believing. I mean, just keep you know keep moving forward. I mean, it's just the truth. You gotta look, man. In this life, there's always gonna be people that try to you know. They're going to try to shut you down or, you know, don't see things the way that you see it. You know, sometimes you're going to feel alone with a house full of folk sometimes. Right. Uh, you, you might have dreams and hope and aspirations and you're the only person that sees, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. And there are going to be moments where, you know, it might not make sense to other people, but it's going to have to make sense to you. And the only thing that you're going to have are those dreams and hopes. All you're going to have is, is that promise, you know, of, of better days ahead. So that's why I say that, because if you're going out here trying to create podcasts or you're trying to start a business to try to get validation from others, when others stop following you or others don't start believing in you right away, you might fall by the wayside and say, oh, man, it's not a waste of my time. I mean, it's just a waste of my time. So the thing that's going to keep you motivated and the thing that's going to keep you moving forward is that confidence that you have in yourself. I mean, it's just the truth. Like, I didn't always start off, you know, going live and, and doing videos and people just start filing in. Like, it, it, it was a process. You know, I was talking to myself for a long time. <laughs> you know, so but it, it was the fact that I, I just love what I was doing. And, and you need that love for whatever you're doing. You know, and eventually, eventually, you know, that love is going to turn into something very, very special if you stay at it. So 
always remember that. Uh, speaking of throwing somebody under the bus, <laughs> how about Shannon Sharp and Julio? <laughs> I don't want to say he threw him under the bus. Um, I mean, he spoke the truth, and it just so happened that the whole world saw the truth that he spoke. I won't say he threw him under the bus. Uh, TJ Suckinier fans think they forced Drew into retirement. Um, they can believe that if they want to. They can believe that. That's fine. It's not true. Uh, also looking for what Paulson Adebo uh, got at cornerback in case if Lattimore is suspended for a few games, he can start kickoff weekend versus the Packers. I think he's going to start regardless. I already said this guy was a first. This guy could have been a first-round draft pick if he would have came out last year. So Saints got that guy for the cheap, you know. Like they got a first-round talent on in the third round. Hey, TJ, can you see a black color rush uh, with with gold numbers? And lettering with a black helmet, black cleats and gold soles and uh gold line on the pants and the helmet. Yeah, I mean that would that was that sound pretty cool, man. I can see that. I mean, there's there's so much there's so there's so many different variations they can make. So I'm pretty sure they will. Who is a player on the Saints that's uh, not many people talk about yet is a top player, Demario Davis, Ryan Ramchek is one uh people don't really talk about who i feel like is the best player on the team you know if we talking about just positions and stuff like that uh ryan bramcheck is one um trying to see somebody else latavius murray is another guy who i feel like if he was to be a starter on another team can make a lot of noise um uh, i feel like adam troutman is going to be a person that a lot of people going to be talking about um uh, you know, that's probably about it. Everybody else pretty much get their respect. You know, everybody else pretty much get their respect. The only person I can just say that really just don't get the respect they deserve to me is Ramchick. You know, anytime like a Pro Bowl or All Pro come around, this guy always constantly gets snubbed. And, you know, I just think that, you know, he's a guy who is so good at what he does that people don't notice him. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy that a guy can be so good, you know, a guy that can be so good and he's so good that nobody even pay attention how good he is. That's, <laughs> so that, I mean, I feel like if he probably was giving up a little bit of something and, you know, then all of a sudden he just come out there balling out, then people are probably paying him attention, but he's so good and you rarely ever hear his name called rather it be for a penalty or giving up a sack. Nobody pay attention to him. But to me, I think, He's even more of a, you know, of a unsung hero than Demario Davis is. Lost all respect for Stephen A. Smith with his response to Kwame Brown was uh, petty, a blooper highlight of a man. Did you check it out? Uh, yeah, I did check it out. Um, uh, I, I just think that you know, I you know, I just think that sometimes you got to get your ego in check. You know, I understand that. I, I just think that sometimes. I'm trying to see how I can word this. When you're climbing the ladder of success, right? And people start to like get behind you and support you and and, and show you love and, and, and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that's the moments like when you really need to start humbling yourself. Like, do I get on here and 
do these shows and do I think that I'm, you know, I'm a really good podcast and a broadcaster? Absolutely. Um, I, I have to, you know, like I have to, I have to believe that I'm really good at what I do. But here's the thing. Going at individuals because your ego is, you know what I'm saying, is fractured. Like, because you got a huge ego, right? And, and what he's talking about is affecting your ego. That's when me personally, I feel like that's when you lost yourself. When you're when you're so confident, like when you got so much uh confidence in yourself, when you got so much confidence in yourself and, and you're like, oh, if I say this, people gonna get behind me. I just feel like you using people as puppets or you using people to try to do your dirty work or you know the type of position that you're in. I just think that that's whack, you know? I think Stephen A. Smith understands the power that he possesses. Look, we know that Stephen A. Smith is a multimillionaire for, you know, his hot takes and and doing all these shows and coming with a whole bunch of energy and stuff like that. And I just think when guys start to reach that certain level, I think that sometimes they can get a little bit out of control because they got so much power. They develop so much power over the course of time. Now it's like, Oh, let me show you. Cause I, I remember one time, you know, and I, I this, it was one time when he went on TV and it was like, I think he was mad at Kevin Durant. He said, you don't want to make an enemy out of me. It was almost like a threat. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, Oh, you talking about me? Let me show you. I can really destroy you. Like, I feel like when you're doing stuff like that, I feel like you lost yourself. All right. You know, because if you're going to make a career out of talking about folk, you shouldn't get mad when people try to retaliate and talk about you. And I, I didn't like that. You know, I, I didn't like that because, you know, that was that that wasn't based on, OK, I'm about to respond to him. He, You know, it was based on, oh, my ego took a hit. So I'm going to respond back to you. And if you're doing stuff like that, I, I don't feel like, you know, that's right. You know, if you want to fire back at somebody, you know, like, OK, this is what happened. This is the way I feel about it. But when you put your ego in, in that in that situation and you're only uh, going back at a person because your ego was fractured. That's not cool, you know. And, you know, I, I just think that anybody that abuses their power, um, you know, it's hard for me to have like a level of respect for that person. I mean, you know, because I just feel like it's whack, man, that you you spend all this time to build up a, a fan base or you build up supporters and you use those supporters for your own advantage. Right. You're not giving them anything. Right. You're not really giving them anything, but you're using them to do your dirty work for you. You know, I, I just think that's corny, you know. And you should never like look at how far you've gotten and how much power that you have and try to use that power to try to destroy anybody. That's that's another whack thing that I feel like, you know, people need to stop doing. Uh, we need a number two receiver. Uh, Traquan, not good. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see what we're talking about. Uh, don't be messing with my mom, with mama's cooking. <laughs> Uh, Rams to say, yo, TJ, what does what does Stephen A. Smith say? Well, I guess you know, for those that don't know and probably ain't been following it, uh, Kwame Brown, uh, former NBA player, first pick overall back in t- 2001, 
Um, you know, he's been making these videos on YouTube, uh, basically defending himself. Uh, Kwame Brown played about 13 years in the NBA, was talked about the majority of the time he was there, man. Used as the butt of a lot of people's jokes, uh, people calling him a bust, a failure, uh, making him like the poster boy for busts and failures. And the guy didn't say anything at all. And um, there's this uh, podcast called All the Smoke Podcast that came out. Uh, with Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, two former basketball players. And they had Jeannie Buss, uh, who owns the Lakers. She was on there talking about a trade that that uh, included Kwame Brown. And those two guys started laughing at him, you know, as a joke saying that, you know, the trade that involved him was irrelevant. So he fired back for the first time in like 20 years of being talked about. And he took a shot at a lot of guys that were talking about, it, you know, including uh, Stephen A. Smith. You know, uh, famous radio host Charlemagne of God and so many others. And, um, you know, so Stephen A. Smith, uh, you know, fast forward on, I think yesterday, if you're listening to this podcast on a Friday, he did on a Thursday evening, uh, he fired back, you know, at Kwame Brown for basically Kwame defending himself. And, you know, he put up a whole bunch of like low lights of uh, Kwame missing, uh, you know, missing catches i mean passes and 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 throwing the ball over the rim and all these different other things you know in order to try to i guess like just completely try to destroy this man but in the process it just made him look even worse so that was it uh they should keep him there uh we shouldn't have even drafted roiz i feel uh i disagree um i think Caesar roiz I think Cesar Ruiz is going to be a good center. And, and Akeem, uh, you have to look at the fact that this is a salary issue too now. So now you got two guys that can be on rookie deals versus going out here getting yourself offensive linemen that you're going to have to pay a, a veteran uh, a veteran salary to. So I think it was a smart move. And both guys, you know what I'm saying, going to be playing positions, you know what I'm saying, that they're comfortable with. So Cesar being a center, that, that, that makes him comfortable. And um, Eric McCoy, who – Play center at Texas a and but it's more comfortable at the guard position. Uh, maximizing Harris and Traquan uh, could be the key to unleashing uh, this offense. We already know Mike T and AK are all pros. I agree. But we'll see, man. You know, new quarterback, uh, new skill set, the ability to, you know, to get the ball down the field, be a little bit more explosive. I think it's going to be a good thing. Yo, TJ, what did Stephen A. Smith say on TV? Because I'm I'm kind of curious to the media like crazy. Like I said, he was just talking about Kwame Brown and, you know, put up like a whole bunch of like highlights of him failing, basically. Just wasn't a good look. TJ, uh, who do you think would fit in our defense better, Sherman or Allen? I think Allen, I honestly think Sherman years over um i think richard sherman would for his leadership and his knowledge of the game i think he's a really smart player uh i think that the fact what he even brings to the table uh when it comes to like you know just being a leader a veteran a guy that's seen it all a champion that that stuff is that stuff is so beneficial to a team man if, if you don't believe me i mean look Look at the uh, Buccaneers last year. You don't think that Tom Brady coming into their organization, you know, made those guys step their game up a little bit more? I just feel like with the addition of Richard Sherman, it can help out a lot of these guys who are kind of like on the fence, borderline 
all pro, but not just there yet. Probably just need that extra push. Uh, somebody to see the field just a little bit differently than they do. Yeah. Do you think that will be uh, a, they will be able to find an undrafted free agent cornerback that will be a steal? They always do. <laughs> they always do. Uh, but want to let everybody know that the State of Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Uh, Father's Day is just around the corner, and you probably need a gift uh, for your hairy dad. Uh, make your dad proud this year and get him and yourself Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, you heard that right. The Lawnmower 4.0. And you'll get 20% off by using the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word. State of Saints. You'll save 20% off of your purchase as well as other Manscaped items that are available at Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. I'm going to read a few more and then we're going to get up out of here. Says, uh, do you think we'll be able? Oh, I already read that one. Uh, some punters are more accurate. Mm, that's true. Yo, TJ, uh, game of the week is Chivalry 2, and and the trip uh, becomes human and a house of the ass sequel to Little Hope. Okay, well, th- those are the games of the week, uh, by Ramsey, who always giving us the games to watch out for on um, Xbox, PlayStation, PC. Check it out. If Jameis starts, do you think he'll get 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, 15 picks? No, I do not. Uh, Empty-minded gaming, and I said this before, you don't want him to get 5,000 yards because if he gets 5,000 yards nine times out of ten, that means he's playing catch-up in a lot of these games. And the majority of the time when a quarterback throwing for 5,000 yards, the team does not, I repeat, does not make the playoffs. Okay, I think maybe Peyton Manning, uh, like the only quarterback I knew that threw 5,000 yards and they made the playoffs and I may be like Dan Marino, like all them years when Drew Brees was throwing 5,000 yards, like the Saints were like eight and eight, seven and nine. So no, I, I would love to see 40 touchdowns, but if he can be like 36, 3,700 yards, I'd be happy with that. I, I don't think you need 5,000 yards. Uh, you use me as a segue to a shameless plug. Oh, it's not a shameless plug. It's a paying plug. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, <laughs> look, look, we gonna plug the sponsors, Rudy. You know what I'm saying? We gotta keep the lights and the water on. You know what I'm saying? We gotta keep. <laughs> we we can we gonna we gonna plug the sponsors now. The people that make the that keep this thing going. <laughs> nope, no problem with that. Last question: Manscape good for old wrinkle bags? <laughs> Nah, seriously, man. All jokes aside, man, they have some good products. Okay, this is the lawnmower 4.0, the one I just plugged right here. And I want to thank uh, Manscaped for sending this over. Uh, the lawnmower 3.0 is uh, what I what I use. I mean, it, it's a really good product, man. Uh, you know, it's water resistant. You can use it, you know, while you're in a shower. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about nicking yourself and all that kind of stuff when you're doing shaving. And, and it's important, man. You know that you, you groom yourself, man. You know, so. Like I wouldn't be plugging this stuff if you know what I'm saying I didn't use the products and the manscape, which I have a lot of respect for them, is that you know they send these products over, you know what I'm saying? They let you test these products before they even uh you know want to do business with you to get your guarantees and, and make you feel comfortable. So definitely don't roll like that, man. Uh any sponsor that I plug here on the show, I use their products, uh, you know, because I wouldn't try to tell anybody to use something that I don't use. I mean, that's just as simple as that. 
Um, and let's see. Justin says uh, it could happen. Uh, keep an open mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it can happen, but I'm just saying I, I, I'm not looking forward to it happening because more times than not, when a guy threw 5,000 yards, it, it's not, you know, it don't end in the team making the playoffs. I mean, would you want would you want Jameis Winston to throw for 5,000 yards and the Saints not to make the playoffs? I doubt it. If I was to ask you, would you rather have Jameis Winston throw for 5,000 yards and the Saints not make the playoffs or Jameis throwing for 38 or 3,700 yards and the Saints making the playoffs? Which one would you want? Deuce Winham and Raw Jackson gave you a big shout-out, TJ. Hey, man, those are my guys right there, man. Shouts out to Ross Jackson, Deuce Winham. Real good, solid guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Both guys have been on the show. Uh, I got so much respect for Ross Jackson, how hard he works. Uh, Deuce Wenham does an outstanding job at, at breaking down uh, film. I don't know why the hell uh, he's not a, a, a coach or anything like that, the way that he can see film. I mean, he he's outstanding, man. I, I will put him up with some of the, the, the top coaches, man, that break down film. I, I don't know why he he don't get into coaching, but – both of those guys are really good, man. Also, um, Elias, man. Elias, uh, I know he's probably not on the show that much anymore. Haven't seen him in a while, but, man, all those guys are good guys, man. Shout, man, shouts out to him. Uh, Big Q, shouts out to him, too. Uh, CB, Pretty Carly out there, the Who That Nation chat line. Um, Nas is out here. Uh, Saints Hub, uh, Black and Gold Breakdown Podcast with Aaron. Man, my goodness, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, Black and Gold Breakdown Podcast with Aaron. He's up next. Merv is up next. Um, Man, so so many of these other guys, man. I mean, the, the new wave, these guys that's hitting a 1,000 subscriber mark, man, they, they, they got they got wall-to-wall Saints coverage that's coming a lot, of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of y'all way. You know, I, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I appreciate people checking out the State of the Saints podcast. But there's so many, like, guys that's like just starting out my goodness you know what i'm saying like great great minds for saints football and um i respect you know blank gold breakdown podcast with aaron um very passionate guy saints hub um doing it you know what i'm saying like he 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 coming up the you know what i'm saying he coming up the middle um man so so many man so much Man, so many talented guys out here covering Saints football, too. It's just downright ridiculous. The people I subscribe to and communicate with. Yeah, man. Uh, Big Q, who that nation chat line. I mean, Under the Dome, Saints News Network, Canal Street Chronicles is another one. Um, trying to think, man. Like, so so many other ones. Uh, Saint, like I said, Saints Hub, so much, you know, ones that, you know, that I'll be paying attention to uh wall the saints podcast with john deshazer my guy uh caroline gonzalez uh, i think she's working with wdsu down channel six now uh fletcher mackle you know what i'm saying who uh does little podcast you got morton anderson out there uh matt muscona uh my guy uh t-bob abel man i can make a plug guys all day you know a lot of the guys you probably seen there on the show uh you know matt muscona has been here t-bob has been here uh man uh ross uh deuce has been on the show um i gotta get big q i gotta get cb on the show um you know i gotta i gotta get a lot of people you know what i'm saying as guests on the show uh but man check check out some of these podcasts man 
You know, I'm know I'm plugging a lot, you know, a lot of podcasts, but look, there's no there's no envy or anything like that for me, you know what I'm saying, on my end. I want everybody to be successful. You know, I just feel like everybody everybody is different. You know, everybody is different to a point where, you know, I, I don't understand it. It's like, you know, when I see people on like Facebook and stuff like that, and I see them trying to plug their their, their Facebook pages or their or their podcasts and they my post on the state of the saints, man, I don't care. You know, like I, I don't care because I, you know, I got, I got confidence in them and I got confidence in me. You know, if you, if you like the state of the saints podcast, you're going to like the state of the saints podcast. You're still going to rock with it. Rather you look and listening to me and listen to somebody else. And, you know, so I want everybody to be successful. Just as simple as that. That includes here on the state of the saints podcast. Yeah. A State of Saints podcast, TJ, that's why you're the host of the State of Saints podcast. Blessing, my brother. Hey, I, I just want everybody to be successful. I want everybody to follow their dreams. I want everybody to wake up, look in the mirror, and say, man, I love what I'm doing. Talking Saints football. Get opportunity to talk to some amazing people, communicate with amazing people. You know? I don't think anybody should go into, you know, doing something like I just want to crush the competition and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know... We're about to wrap it up, so I don't feel bad about telling all these stories. I remember this one guy, he reached out to me, and um, he wanted me to be the representative uh, for the New Orleans Saints, um, I guess under his little umbrella of, uh, you know, networks or whatever like that he was running. He, I guess he's trying to do something kind of similar to what Ross does with lockdown, how you got the lockdown on Saints, you got the lockdown on Giants, what have you. So he was trying to do that. And... Um, I don't know, man. He was like, man, just check it out. We about to do a conference call. So, you know, I get on a conference call and I'm just hearing them talk about, man, you see how such and such doing this. Uh, they ain't better than us. Uh, you know, I'm better than him. And if he calls y'all, don't answer the phone. And this, that, and the third, I'm like, uh, and then, you know, it was just, oh, we want to crush him. We want to crush them. We want to crush, like, I don't want to crush anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, like I, I just wasn't feeling it, man. And I was trying to psych myself up because I was like, okay, this was during a time, you know, just around the time where State of Saints podcast was starting to establish itself, but not quite there. And I was like trying to find ways to try to improve the show. And all of a sudden it's like, I was like, man, I ain't doing it like this. You know, I, I cannot just be like, okay, I'm going to look at, I'm just using an example. You know, I can't just look at like, okay, I'm look at the Who That Nation chat line, like, man, they ain't better than me. They ain't, you know what I'm saying? Or like some other Saints podcast, or they ain't better than me. Like, I can't, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. Like, I want, I want everybody to be successful. I'm like, I'm serious, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. I'm so, uh, I'm, I'm not lying when I say this. And I cannot even psych myself up to believe that. And, and I just feel like with, you know, for all my praying people, I just feel like what God has for you is for you. Like nobody can't take your blessing away. Nobody can't take what's bestowed upon you or, or your anointing away. Can't. So why like wish ill will on anybody? Like why sit up here and be like, I'm about to destroy the competition? No. You know what I'm saying? You want everybody. The whole reason why the State of Saints podcast started because you look around the landscape and there was very little appreciation for how great the New Orleans Saints football team has been over these past few years with Drew Brees as the quarterback. And Sean Payton as the coach, and a very little wall-to-wall coverage. So 
when you see other guys popping up and developing themselves and establishing themselves as podcasts and broadcasters or what have you, why not like support those guys? You know, why not? Why sit up there and walk around like you hot ish? You know what I'm saying? Like you own the world or whatever like that, just because people take the time out to appreciate you and appreciate your content. It's nothing that you did per se. It's because people see something special in you and they want to support that. Always remember that, man. I don't care what the heck you're doing. If you starting a business and your business just get off the ground, don't ever just get to a point where it's like, oh, I'm just this. Remember those people that walked into your shop, looked around and said, what do you sell here? And you tell them and you gave it to them and they invested in you. And when you, and you start doing stuff like that, like, oh, man, I'm, you know, start getting on there, ranting on everybody else. That's when you lost yourself. That's what we talked about earlier. You should never, like, look at other people as, you know, they're down here and you're up here. You know, because that blessing can be taken away from you so quickly. So I, when I say that I appreciate people like Jerry Poor, I do. When I say I appreciate people like Josh, I do. And and Chosen and Pammy and Rudy and, and so many others, Chemo and so many other guys, Sanchez, Dada Saints. When I say I appreciate it, I, I really do because y'all don't have to be here. <laughs> you know, so I mean, that's just the way I look at it. So I want everybody to thrive. All the podcasters out there, Saints podcasters, keep doing y'all thing. You know, keep on giving us that good content. Keep on loving what you're doing. For all my people that's thinking about starting a podcast, love what you do. You know, don't stop. Keep working. And that's all I got to say. We're just in on that note right there. But thank y'all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, be sure to check out the interview later on today that I conduct with um, from ESPN, Stan Verrett. Uh, he'll be on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, as soon as uh, that interview is done, I do a little edits and stuff like that. They'll be available. It will be available first to the monthly supporters of the State of the Saints podcast. Going to give them that content first. And then, um, then we're going to go ahead and uh, put that out there so everybody else can check it out. And if you want to become a monthly supporter of the State of the Saints podcast, uh, you can go to Facebook.com and you can hit uh, the support button on the State of the Saints podcast page. And it's also available on YouTube. So you can become a, a supporter on YouTube. You can become a supporter on Facebook. And if you listen on Anchor FM, you can become a supporter there as well. You all have a good day. Uh, T-shirts available. Hit me up if you want to get a, uh, a T-shirt. I'll give you all the information that you need. Inbox me, email me on that. Uh, Shouts out to Manscaped. Thank you so much for being a sponsor. Shouts out to Everlast, who's also a sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. I forgot to mention that. Use use the promo code EXTRA, that's with an X, X-T-R-A-35, and you'll save 35% off of your Everlast products, okay? So that's EXTRA35. You'll save 35% off on Everlast products on Everlast.com. Till next time. All I got to say is, who that?